0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.
1: It's Thursday, September 1st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Next week's expanded Music at the Intersection Festival will have a strong St. Louis flavor.
2: We get to bring St. Louis a real full-fledged festival, right? Something that is of the same scale as the major festivals all over the country that people enjoy going to, but that was deeply rooted in St. Louis's footprint on the American Songbook.
1: In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports on how the homegrown festival is growing. Planned Parenthood's Metro East Clinic is expanding hours to meet a surge in patients from states that have banned abortion. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fentum reports wait times for patients at the Fairview Heights Clinic have gone up since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade.
0: The clinic's adding 10 hours throughout the week to meet the increase in patients coming from Kentucky, Louisiana, and other states that have now banned abortions. The location will be open two additional hours Monday through Friday. Dr. Colleen McNicholas is a chief medical officer at Planned Parenthood of the St. Louis region in southwest Missouri. She says wait times have increased from less than a week to two to three weeks. The clinics double and triple booking patients to meet the demand. McNicholas says limited access means some patients are coming later in their pregnancies.
2: The proportion of folks who we are seeing um, beyond 14 weeks has increased by almost 80%.
0: The clinic's been hiring more clinicians, security workers, and other staff to work the extra hours. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Lawmakers are delaying Missouri's special session on tax cuts. They were supposed to gather next week in Jefferson City, but that's been put off until September 14th, the same day legislators were planning to return to consider whether to override vetoes by Governor Mike Parson. House and Senate leaders say they need more time to work out some details of the special session, dealing with a proposed income tax cut and agricultural incentives. A former Democratic state lawmaker says his party should press the state's auditor's office to hold Republicans accountable. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more from Auditor Hopeful Alan Green's politically speaking appearance.
0: Missouri Republicans control every statewide office except for auditor. With Democrat Nicole Galloway not running for another term, It's up to former state representative Alan Green to keep the post in his party's hands. Green says that part of his campaign pitch is that a Democratic state auditor would do the best job of pointing out issues within a state government that Republicans largely oversee. I want to be able to go on the
2: table, to the table, and be in a neutral position, but also represent Democrats saying, no, 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 no.
0: Green is running against state representative Scott Fitzpatrick in November. If he wins he would be the first black person in missouri history to serve in a statewide office i'm jason rosenbaum st louis public
1: radio st louis circuit attorney kim gardner wants a judge to vacate the conviction of a man sent to prison nearly 30 years ago for murder lamar johnson says he's innocent of the 1994 killing of marcus boyd in an alleged drug dispute recent evidence has convinced gardner that johnson was wrongfully convicted She has filed a motion to vacate the conviction. Johnson's plight has sparked a state law making it easier for prosecutors to get new hearings in similar cases. The Loop Trolley has enough money to run for another two years. The East-West Gateway Council of Governments has approved nearly $2 million in federal and local funds. Officials hope that gives the special taxing district enough time to build up revenue needed to fund operations after 2024. Supporters say not funding the trolley would put other federal transportation dollars at risk. But opponents like Ron Williams of Madison County say the project has never delivered on its promises. Performance is really, really terrible. Budget problems are endemic, and that's why we're discussing it today. And of course, the the schedule has, has never been in conformance. The trolley resumed running last month after being shut down for more than two years. The Federal Emergency Management Agency is opening a second disaster recovery center in St. Charles County today. FEMA and Small Business Administration officials will be on site to help residents affected by July's severe storms and flooding. All the FEMA centers in the region, Ferguson, University City, Hazelwood, St. Louis, St. Charles, and O'Fallon, will be closed on Sundays starting this weekend. With a mini-music conference, three outdoor stages, and 40 local vendors, next weekend's music at the Intersection Festival in St. Louis is ramping up from last year's debut. That's when shows were indoors with strict capacity limits because of the pandemic. Event producers say the festival and conference will celebrate St. Louis music history and its influence, particularly the legacy of black artists. And it will help push the local scene forward. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports.
0: On a sunny stretch of Washington Boulevard one recent afternoon, right around where Grand Center turns into Midtown, Chris Hansen of the Cranesburg Arts Foundation paints a picture
2: of how this quiet
0: block will soon be transformed.
2: This is where the main stage is, right here at Teresa. It's an 80-foot wide stage that'll cover this whole street. So right here, pointed to the east, You'll see Gary Clark Jr. and Eric Badu and Buddy Guy and Robert Glasper right here at Teresa in Washington with thousands of St. Louisans and people from all over the country standing in front. Other
0: artists include funk legend George Porter Jr., jazz guitarist John Schofield and innovative saxophonist Kamasi Washington. That's George Porter Jr. you hear playing bass there with Thumbs <laughs> Artists with St. Louis ties will also perform tributes to local greats Montez Coleman, Tina Turner, and Albert King. Hansen says there's so much blues, funk, and soul on tap, the whole weekend shows off the heavy influence of black artists from St. Louis and East St. Louis.
2: I I don't think you can tell a story about St. Louis music without understanding that it's a black story. You know, St. Louis and African Americans in St. Louis and the artists have created, fostered, and, and, and stewarded these great genres so that, that the rest of the world now can celebrate and play, right? So this is a real story uh, of that history. Hansen says the festival is a way to
0: raise the profile of St. Louis. 20% of ticket buyers are from out of town. And beyond this weekend, organizers hope to build a healthier ecosystem for working musicians here. That's the motivation for a two-day mini-conference preceding the festival. It's geared for St. Louisans working in creative fields, particularly the music business. Sam Foxman is president of the event planning firm Eventive. He was a key organizer for the conference. He says an event like this has been a missing piece on the local scene. And I think that there's kind of a void in St. Louis of conferences or thought leadership around the creative space. But we don't really have like a conference or a yearly thing that would allow people to gather and learn. Foxman would like to see more connections between emerging St. Louis artists and longtime industry professionals. People like Carl Napa, he'll lead one day of the conference. Napa moved to St. Louis years ago at Nelly's request to be his personal recording engineer. He's very active with the Recording Academy, you know, the people who do the Grammys. At his recording studio on the Hill one recent evening, he shows me around where he had just recorded some tracks with a local band. You
2: can see it's much more open. This is where the band would set up. And you can see we have, uh, if you come over here, we have these guitars set up. So I had three different amplifiers going and trying different sounds and stuff like that. And behind you, this microphone set up over here, we were doing percussion. This is how I control my speakers. You look around, I have what? Napa one, says two, the
0: conference three, three, is a way to build bridges among artists and high-level people in the industry.
2: I interface with a lot of younger people who are like, hey, I really want to go to this Grammy event you're throwing, but I feel kind of uncomfortable. And like, don't feel uncomfortable, like everybody wants to talk to you. So our idea is to get people to come in and feel comfortable being around industry professionals.
0: But the main event is the music. Chris Hansen says music at the intersection is a big moment to bring the city the music festival it deserves.
2: We wanted to see it happen last year, but this year we get to bring St. Louis a real full-fledged festival, right? Something that is, you know, of the same scale as the major festivals all over the country that people enjoy going to, but that was deeply rooted in St. Louis's footprint on the American Songbook.
0: For each of the festival's two days, organizers expect seven to 10,000 music fans to show up. I'm Jeremy
1: Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day.